audio. Hey, everybody. It's Mark and Rob. Uh, a special uh, edition of Whiskey at Work, like an extended version. Drinking twice in one week. Man, and way On early today. It's not even noon. <laughs> and here we go. My favorite way to start the day. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us is... Truman uh, had nothing on us, man. <laughs> the reason why we're doing uh, another one of these is because uh, a couple of months ago, uh, there was a brand new bar that was about to open up here in Rapid City, brand new whiskey bar that is now open. It's called the Windsor Block Bar downtown. And Rob and I went in there one day, and there was this tall, bald-headed fella there with a beard that introduced himself as Mark Tucker, and that's who's hanging out with us right now. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Uh, we got he, he was listening to us before we knew who he was. Uh, I know. Yeah. That's what was even yeah. more weird. The and, one, and scary. Somebody, like somebody the, that knows the, what he's talking about. One of the six followers. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's Mark, my mother-in-law, and then like two people we don't know. Thanks, Joni. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, no, Mark, it's uh, you. you've got a pretty interesting uh, take on all of this. And we've never met anybody that's actually, well, I didn't know, honestly, but I suppose it makes sense that you have your wine smolliers, you have the beard, whatever they call themselves. Cicerones. The, Cicerones. I was out there for beer? Okay. Yep. Yep. The train is going by right now. Too this perfect. is why we don't do it at noon, apparently. <laughs> Probably not. Um, and so, of course, it would lend you to believe that there's a whiskey. And I believe they're also called smolliers. Yep. Aren't they? Yep. Okay. Yep. So, uh, Couldn't come up with anything original, huh, Whiskey? <laughs> whiskey didn't need to. Whiskey's like, we'll just take of yours. Yeah. We don't give a crap. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? You want to fight about it? That's what whiskey brings about, I think. Uh, so, Mark, what's uh, where Where did you grow up? Where are you from? Um, so, I was born in Northern California. Okay. But I grew up in North Carolina, in the Appalachians of North Carolina. Excellent. Yeah. And what brought you out here? Because those uh, are two vastly. Yeah, just something different. I went through a big change in life. And, <laughs> um, you know, as we all do at some point. Sure. And um, took a road trip across the United States. Um, I finished fly fishing every state but Alaska. Um, I've been to all the national parks in the lower 48 states. Oh, and, you're uh, outdoorsy then yes, is what sir. I'm getting. Yes, sir. Okay. And then I landed in the Black Hills and was like, this is home now. Really? So, uh, yeah. So I've been out here since 2014. So you so. seem like a wanderer, though, then. Yes, sir. Some, something later could pull you out of here, maybe. <laughs> we, uh, well, that's a reason why uh, Sarah and I uh, live in a camper. Yeah, we're full-time RVers. So. No kidding. You never know. You never no know wonder you don't carry all your booze with you. <laughs> no, no. That's why we got it in a, in a special warehouse. <laughs> okay, so you you've wandered all over the country. You've been to all of these national parks. You've you you obviously are super outdoorsy. Yep. So then, what what led you to wanting to study whiskey? Um, I've always had an obsession with it. Really? Ever since I was little, I've just been fascinated by alcohol in general. Okay. Um, and not that I I don't drink a whole lot, but it's sure. just. Um, it fascinates me. Well, it has ever since a young age. Um, and what goes better than drinking around a campfire in the Appalachians of North Carolina than a glass of whiskey? Moonshine, yeah, I would moonshine, assume. Wouldn't it, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Do you have, uh, did you, in, like in your family, did your dad or your, your mom, did there, was there any like drinking no. there that was. I mean, dad was a drinker, but. Sure. Um, Wild Turkey 101. That, <laughs> <laughs> that seems to make sense. Yeah. Seems to yep. track. I'm sure. In, uh, Miller High Life, the champagne of beers. <laughs> you know, that's what we grew up on. So. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, you've got a heck of a collection yourself. 
don't you? I, I mean, do. In a, in a warehouse I, by Area 51 do. or so? Yes. Yeah, protected <laughs> by the aliens. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I, yeah, I've bought bourbon for many, many years before it was cool. So I've been in the game a long time. Well, and bourbon really uh, – well, how, can I ask how old you are, Mark? I mean, 38. Okay. Yep. So bourbon really – I mean, it took off – Probably late 90s into the early 2000s, I think, is kind of when a boom happened for yeah. a little, right? Yeah. And before that, people were like, well, that's, yeah, it's, that's gross. I mean, yeah. who, who, who enjoys it? Even though yeah. good whiskey was being made then. We were still coming out of the vodka craze. Exactly, yeah. right. Yeah. Clear liquor was sitting there in the late 70s into the 80s pretty hard. So yeah. you decided, well, you know, I guess if it's, it's not cool and nobody's really doing it, I'm still going to take an interest. And that kind, of, that kind of started you on the path. You're a Absolutely. risk taker. <laughs> right. Back when you could find in a Weller Antique 107 on the shelf. Oh, you know. my goodness. <laughs> you know. Did you know when you were looking, did you know what you had then when not you were clue. buying that stuff? Not a clue. It was just available and you bought it because you were interested and now... It was amazing. And then I just started buying bottles from there and just started doing more research and more research. And uh, then before you know it, I have, you know, almost a thousand bottles in my collection at home. You're kidding. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you buy them to collect or do you buy them to drink? I'm a recovering collector. Okay. So uh, yeah, I was all about collect, don't open, you know, sure. save it, stash it away. And that's how I've accumulated so much. Right. But now uh, with Justin's help, um, I am a drinker. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we're cracking, we're cracking bottles Drinkers, now. Drinkers got kind of a bad connotation, you know, maybe consumer. <laughs> it's, right. Aficionado. Aficionado. Well, small yay. There you go. Uh, and, of course, it would be Justin who would make you crack the seals on all of those, too. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah, but, uh, uh, I love his enthusiasm of cracking a new bottle, so uh, it's contagious. Well, that's one thing. And we're yeah. talking about uh, Justin uh, Hendrickson from the owner of the Windsor Block Bar and the yep. owner of uh, uh, Independent Ale House as Public well. House. The Monks, Public House. Monks and Sioux Falls. Yeah, yep. he's, 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 he's forming this little uh, this little kingdom of, of great places <laughs> to drink. And, and that's one thing that— uh, We should get him a scepter. <laughs> God, he, that'd be hilarious. A little cape, a little crown. Burger and King crown and yeah. a scepter. Come we on, we can make that happen. Awesome. Well, that's one That's one uh, uh, thing that Justin, uh, I, I think, is uh, is very good about is, is, you know, they're in the bottles to drink them. They're not in there yep. to look pretty. Yep. So the times we've gone down there to film, you know, Justin will be like, well, what do you want? And he'll pull down that bottle of seagrass that time. Yeah, that 20-year seagrass. 20-year seagrass, five, $600 a bottle. And he's like, no, drink it. Yeah, It's what I have it for. I know. I, fi- I feel guilty even asking him if he's tried something anymore because then he just pulls it off. I'm like, I don't mean for you to open <laughs> no, it for right. me. Just, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to say no, but I, that isn't the point. I just want your take on it. It's at just this part point. of the job. So you have started the studies then to become yes. a sommelier. And yep. what kind of what, in your own words, what does that mean? Um, a, you know, I haven't really given <laughs> much thought on that. I just wanted to have a really in-depth insight to educate people that come into the Windsor Block um, on the bourbon and whiskey side of things. Um, it's the Whiskey Masters. Okay. It's the organization that does the sommelier program. Um, so just doing the coursework right now, just studying, 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 um, reading books, uh, Fred Minnick, reading a lot of his books, um, The Whiskey Rebellion is oh, of part course. of their curriculum. Okay. You know, so just right. trying to do that and then I'll eventually go into the tasting part. So does that cover, is that whiskey, scotch, and bourbon? I mean, is that... So this that... one's just bourbon and American whiskey. Okay. So, and then there is a scotch program as well. Oh, so it's totally separate. Totally separate. So um, same, same organization, just different degrees. 
So then do they do like an Irish whiskey and a Japanese one too, or are those more lumped in under some of the I other? I think those are more lumped in under All right. different courses. Okay. Um, so how long does something like this take? Pretty much as fast as you want to do it. Um, so if you're a quick learner, you can blow through this. And... Yeah. So I feel like I have kind of a jump on the game. Um, oh, I've been obviously. I've been in the industry for quite some time now. So you you but you've studied it since you've been buying this stuff oh, before yeah. it was popular. You yeah. you got into it and your interest in it is what's led you to really be knowledgeable. Yep. And been to the Bourbon Trails before they were like uber popular. You, know, right. you could just walk up to Heaven Hill and go in and you know walk to, up to Buffalo Trace and not have to wait in line. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, man. now you have to book it out almost a year in advance, which is Those crazy. would have been the days. Yeah. What what is the process? Is it is it you you keep saying that it's coursework and stuff, but I mean, do they are you picking out the intricacies like in wine where they say this grape came from Northern California and it's obviously because of this flavor or that flavor that it came in a drought year, so it must be in the nineteen eighty five to seven, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff, or yeah. is it? Um, I'm just starting to get kind of in that aspect of it. Um, but, you know, you should be able to taste whiskey and, you know, kind of figure out that mash bill, um, what, they're, what they've distilled it with, um, kind of the age statements on it. Do you, do you think you're pretty good at that now with some of these? Um, I would say I'm fair. Okay. You know, um, obviously open the Windsor, we've been just sampling many, <laughs> many, many. So everything's kind of starting to swirl right now. Sure. Um, so we're trying to dial that back a little bit and just more focus on... Uh, specific styles, you know. So you mentioned there's a there's the coursework part of it, and then there's the tasting side. Tasting of it. part, yeah. So how does how does that work? How do how do they or how does the 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 course determine what you taste? Does that does that make sense? Am I asking? Well, that yeah. Question, I right? guess when we were talking um, about Mark coming in here, I, my thought was like, well, you know. Go out and buy a bottle of Pappy 20 and then make some notes on it. I'm like, well, that's not all that easy. You probably have one, but for the for the general schmo that wants to get yeah. into this, that's not that easy to find. Yeah. How does yeah. that work? From from what I understand, um, like I had to go to Texas. Okay. And then like we just do a bunch of blind tastings and stuff. So I actually do like two two live courses with instructors, and then we do our actual tasting panels. Um, and that's how they judge us. So I have to do my written test first. Okay. And then I can move on to the the tasting part of it. Oh, so it's they, like a two-step process. There's a there's an in-person deal where they have samples of different whiskeys, yep. and then you taste it and try to figure out yep. what it is. Or Yeah, if it's a timed course. So. Oh, geez. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah, so you have, yeah, you have so much time to, you know, sample so many whiskeys and break apart the mash bills, the age statements. And, and you're you're supposed to do that all by just tasting. Yes. What's what's on I'm your tongue? I'm not nervous at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't I can't imagine because you know when Rob and I started doing this, we've always based it on the premise that we're 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 not ever setting out to try to be experts on any of this stuff. No. Um, we just both enjoy drinking it, and over time, I think both of us have reached a point where now we can drink something and, and, and sort of start that, oh, hey, maybe I do taste a little of this or, or I do smell a little of that, you know, as, yeah. I'm, as I'm going. Yeah. And, and for the first time ever, about two weeks ago, I had poured myself a Jack Black because of you, Rob, <laughs> and uh, I managed I, to not drop it on the garage right. floor. Good for you. Step I, one. I, I, was, I drank it. And for the first time ever, 
I tasted the banana that they always mention on in a tasting profile for Jack Black. Okay. And yeah. it blew my mind because I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, there it is. Yep. I'm now maybe starting to pull a little of this apart. Yep. And I think that it you, you don't have to do that to drink whiskey, obviously. No, you can just like all. it. Just enjoy it. But, right. boy, when you kind of get those moments, it does, it seems, and I'm sure wine drinkers are the same way. It, it makes it your experience with it so much better. It does. Right? It really opens up a lot of, you know, just a lot of flavor profiles that you generally wouldn't consider. Yeah. You know, just sipping, you know, just sipping whiskey with your buddies around a, you know, around a coffee table or something. But when you take a moment to kind of think about it and, and really taste it, yeah, then, then you see what everybody's talking about. And again, I don't ever want to be, you know, that guy. But I, I don't think sometimes you can help it. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> you're drinking yeah. this. Well, if you're sitting around with a bunch of people that are super enthusiasts, I mean that that topic is going to come up if you're drinking the same oh, thing. Absolutely. You know, what do you taste? What do you smell? Sure. You know, how do you feel about palate it? Palate is so different, and that's why it's fun to like sit around with a couple of buddies that are really into it and just pick apart stuff. Uh, yeah, you know? that's. That, I mean, it, it is in, it, in the beginning anyway. Then after that, it's it's volume. Right. <laughs> yeah, you get through about four four official tastings, and then it just all tastes the then same. You just yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> so when you come, so when people are coming down to the Windsor Block now, are you are you getting some newbies in there that are that are starting to ask some a questions? A lot. Good. And that's what's so fun about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and that's what really sparked my interest. I mean, I had an interest in doing this program before um, Justin and I talked about the Windsor, you know, right. coming on board there. Um, but this really kind of fueled the fire. Um, you know, it's it's something new to Rapid City that Rapid City hasn't seen before. And, you know, if people are curious and want to know more about it, you know, I want to be the guy to help them coach through that. And, it's, know, and I'm still learning You're as just well. going to make stuff harder for the regular guys to find in the stores. It's already hard to find, man. <laughs> no, because now they've got it. Now you won't be able to buy it maybe, yeah. but at least well, you can sample. I mean, you're you know, like sure. a liquor store that you can come sample. Right. You know? Exactly. I know, but what if I like it a lot? <laughs> and then I want my own. Then I guess you should then, go then back gotta, about 25 I, years. I got to yeah. be be in line at every yeah. liquor store. Like <laughs> somebody join that you cult won't mention. following yeah. for that allocation. You know? um, so you have you say close to a thousand bottles of your own at home, yeah. which is insane. It's ridiculous. Do you do you have a clear favorite? I mean, that's got to be hard to ask somebody like you that's that's uh, sampled so much. You but. know, or from barrels rhetoric twenty one has probably been the bourbon that stood out most to me. What is it? Uh, Orphan Barrel, Retort 21. I've never heard of it. It tastes like caramel banana fosters. Like it is just, it's like a dessert bourbon to me. And you get this where? Uh, See, you don't don't get it anymore. I got a couple bottles. Oh my goodness. So if that was, if that was all that was left on the planet, that's probably what you'd pick to, to, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, you know, that's kind of like the white whale. All um, right. Everyday sipper, give me that Russell's. Yeah, Russell's that's what I was going to ask. Man. The 10-year Russell's. That is my favorite everyday sipper. No kidding. Well, it's good. I mean, it's hard to argue with that one. It's it's really, really good. It's a simple, well I just fi- I finished off a Russell's last yeah. night. I did, yeah, about a week and a half ago. Finished my last little sip of it, too, and was like, boy, yeah. it's great. Yeah. Um, well, Mark, this has, been, uh, this has been a lot of fun talking to you, man. Uh, yeah. And I, I can't wait till you're through all of the course. Because uh, then I think we should have you back we'll on just again. Do steps along the way. Yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. And then you know uh, when you feel like bringing some of those bottles around. I mean, you now you know where we're located. <laughs> you know where, where we work, absolutely. right? So you I, know, I, I when did you're... bring three cases back uh, from oh New Mexico God. a couple of weeks ago. So I do have some special bottles. Oh my just... goodness! 
Yeah, I, awesome. just, I just brought a bunch of orphan barrels up. Uh, Thomas H. Handy. Um, I have the uh, the blood oath. Uh, oh, I saw those in a picture from down there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I've got uh, one through one through six. Has Justin offered to just pay you a stupid amount of money to just put those bottles on the shelf? No, down there? I have to get him not to open it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, all right, so what are the hours for Windsor Block now that you guys are officially up and running? So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday we're three to eleven. Friday and Saturday we're three to midnight. Okay, so perfect. That's we're uh, now I know you guys had talked too about possibly. Well, because it's, it's whiskey, bourbon, scotch, really. But you do have some tequilas. You do have some wine in there, too, for people that want to come yep, in and get yep. some of that. Well, we built a wine list. Yeah. Um, and, and we're going to involve, you know, we're going to build that out a little bit more. Right. Um, we went really heavy on tequila and mezcals. Yeah, um, Because, awesome. you know, that's the next boom we're, we're seeing in the, it, in the bar industry. It feels like it. It feels that's, like. So why don't we start getting in line for some of these, Rob? Let's go find some. Yeah. That, but I, I don't. I'm I in, just, man. I just know nothing about it. I'll see so you that's at 4 a.m. in the parking lot. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. So you is guys. Is that before or at, is that starting or ending? <laughs> that's well. It could be both. So, yeah. <laughs> Some days it's both. Why not both? <laughs> uh, it's Mark Tucker from the Windsor Block Bar, which is right downtown Rapid City, right hey, next to. One thing before we let you go. Yeah. Justin mentioned about starting to do some flight type stuff. Is that on your radar? Yes. Yep. Um, I've started writing out flights. Um, you know, I want to do like a beginner bourbon flight, and I want to do family flights um, on all of our bourbons, whiskeys, scotches, tequilas, mezcals. Oh, now rums. that is a great idea. I never thought of that. Now, you, when you were when you say family flights, you're meaning from the so like we have, distillers you know, and the and the. Yeah. What they, yo, so if we have like idea. three bottles, you're not for your mom family. and the kids. Well, well, no, that's that's at home. Um, we, we have these, we have these awesome little uh, Glen Carns. Yes, uh, the little tiny ones. Yeah. And so we just have to build the flight boards out, and uh, it's on my radar. You know, just uh, haven't got there yet. All so right, we're crawling before we walk. Well, seriously, if you are into whiskey at all, this is an awesome place to go. But even more so, if you're beginning and you want to really dive into this. And you don't want to be overwhelmed. I mean, you're going to be when you look at all the bottles that are on the shelves. You're going to be like, where do I start? That's what gets me every time I walk in there. You're like, oh, what do you want? And you're like, <laughs> that's, um, all, that's all we that see is one. nose hairs. Because right. every man that walks in there goes, goes straight up in the air and I just stare at their nose hairs. <laughs> <laughs> but you're educating the people that work there. And that's what's great. Yep. So you're going to know. Justin's going to gonna know. Um, you know, the, the, the people that are that – are, uh, the waiters and waitresses that you have there are going to start to learn. Yeah. So don't be overwhelmed when you go in. I mean, the first vision Easier of it said is said than done. Right. Oh, we're but, here to help. But talk to Mark for sure. Uh, you know, you'll recognize him right when you walk in. You're the tallest guy in the room. Yes. So, yes, uh, <laughs> you know, ask him some questions. He'll point you in the right direction and uh, and, and make it a stop, you know, at, at some point because I think you're going to love it. So yeah, come check us out. Yeah, man. Thanks, Mark, for talking with us. I Absolutely, really appreciate yeah. Thanks it. Thanks for having me. And we'll have you back again for sure. Absolutely. It's Whiskey at Work with yeah. Rob in Houston. Don't forget, Loud American Single Barrel, Timmins Market in the Valley. Sample it at uh, the Loud American and, and Windsor and Block, go, too. Go, it's good. Oh, you got the Loud American Barrel at your place? I think yeah. you do, don't you? Not officially on the shelf yet. Oh, yeah. No. If you tried it, yeah. though. Well, you, oh, yeah, I try, yeah, you I tried, tried it up during the rally. Yeah. Yep, during the rally. That's Absolutely. right. Yeah, check it out. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquis, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Mm-hmm.